0: You are listening to the T20 podcast with Ayaz Memon in association with Lloyd. Khayal jo ghar ko Eight years ago, Mumbai did the Indian cricket team a great favour by giving a platform to an unknown youngster from Baroda. Well, today, a team led by that erstwhile youngster from Baroda returned the favour to Mumbai as his team Gujarat defeated Bangalore in the last league stage match of the 2023 Indian T20 League. With me is Ayaz Meman. Ayaz, 70 enthralling games of
1: cricket, but the best was kept for the last, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely. What a marvellous day's play. Uh, we saw three centuries being made in the day on the Super Sunday. One from Cameron Green and then two in the last match, one from Virat Kohli, which is a masterclass knock. And then, who would have thought... That somebody like Virat Kohli, if he makes a century, would get upstage. But that's exactly what Shubman Gill uh, did. You know, I mean, his he played with such aplomb, and even Virat would be the first to, you know, concede that this was a finer knock than his own. And it's taken Gujarat. Gujarat was already in the, in the playoffs, but it just snatched away the the opportunity that Bangalore had to get into the playoffs and cleared the path for Mumbai to be there. So tough luck for for Bangalore, but. Hey, you know, I mean, when, when they look back, they'll know that they haven't consistently provided enough runs for their bowlers. And when they provided the runs, the bowlers haven't been good enough. And let me give you a quick match recap. Put to bat first,
0: Bangalore scored 197 runs. Kohli scored his seventh century in this competition. But from the opposition, as Ayaz mentioned, Shubman Gill not only matched it but he rather bettered it as his unbeaten 104-run knock took Gujarat over the line. Before his knock, we'll talk about Kohli's King for many, goat for some, but for all, the leader that every team would desire to have. asked after the last match, he said that he won't play fancy shots because he's a 12-month cricketer. <coughs> Just the 1-6 today but 101 runs, it only goes on to prove that you don't need those fancy shots to be a great T20 batter.
1: Not only that, I think, you know, there's sometimes we just got, we, we get lost in the hype and the hoopla about strike rate. So, if you look at Virat's strike rate, it's, it was a very healthy strike rate today. But what is more important from his team's point of view was that he bats right through. Fab Duplessis gave a good start along with Kohli, got dismissed. Maxwell got out very cheaply. At that stage, if Kohli had to get out, I'm afraid this, you know, this match would have been over in double-quick time. But Virat batting through gave his team... A competitive score. I, it was obviously not a match-winning score, but you know, 198 to win was not going to be easy. It's just that Bangalore didn't have the the wherewithal in the bowling to make use of such a score. But Virat did his utmost to take his team to a score where they could put up a fighting, you know, just put up a great fight. And and the manner in which he made those runs, you know, it's not about the number of sixes you hit. It's about how you Marshal the innings, how do you manipulate the bowlers, how do you strike up. Small partnerships, you may not have very big partnerships, but enough to take your team to a good score. At one stage, when they had lost five wickets, it seemed that Bangalore might not even make 140-150. They ended up making 197. So, that was a terrific effort by Virat.
0: Now, Virat certainly did well, but mind you, most of the Bangalore batters had an off day. Dinesh Kartik has not only had an off day, but he has had an absolutely horrendous season golden duck today and just the 140 runs this season making it his worst campaign ever he is 37 now asked. where does dinesh karthik go from here
1: does he retire or in case he doesn't should bangalore release him i mean this is going to be a tough tough call for them because he's done you know he he served them very well last season last season he couldn't put a foot wrong dinesh karthik this season he's not been able to put put a foot right i mean sport can be cruel but it's been especially cruel for dinesh Dinesh Karthik this year. Having said that, I think, look, he has to also kind of reconsider his own future, whether he wants to continue playing. He's got many options. He's doing a fabulous job as a commentator. He's still fit. There's no question about it. But sometimes what happens is that if you lose a little edge, a little bit of the motivation, a little bit of the focus, then things can start going haywire. So it's a call that he has to take. Obviously, the, the franchise owners, the selectors in that franchise, and the team management will also take a call but i think fundamentally this should be the players call he's too far uh, too senior a player to be just left to the devices of others
0: now at one stage it seemed that bangalore will easily score over 200 but then rashid khan and Noor ahmed brought gujarat right back in the hunt i asked the action now moves to chepok where spinners have done well this season do you think this afghan pair can help gujarat take the shorter
1: route to the final I, I, you know, I really fancy this Gujarat team. They've got all all bases covered, all boxes ticked. They've got, I, you know, I think the much as we can keep saying wonderful things about Shubh Mangil, and he did that beautifully, it's their bowling attack which is so fabulous. As you mentioned, that Bangalore at one stage looked on course to make about 200, and then they fought back, Gujarat. And they've got Mohammad Shami, they've got Mohit Sharma, uh, they've got... Rashid Khan, they've got Noor Mohamed, and they've got Hardik Pandya who didn't bowl at all today. So, I mean, they've got, you know, virtually all kinds of the variety and depth in the bowling, and then in the batting, they've got, Gull, uh, they've got Gil, they've got Saha, they've got Miller who didn't make too many runs, but they had Vijay Shankar making runs, and again Hardik Pandya didn't bat. So, it's very difficult to find where the vulnerability of this team is, except that if they themselves kind of be a little casual about things. But I, I don't see that happening because they've just been so focused after a little blip they had in the in the first half of the season. Shubman of course batted brilliantly but mind
0: you, Vijay Shankar played a crucial role in that 123 run partnership for the second wicket. Now remember, Vijay Shankar did not feature in the last match and Sai Sudarshan, he scored 47 runs. Of course, the move would have been criticised if Shankar did not turn up with the bat but in hindsight it looks like
1: a masterstroke from the Gujarat management, right? Oh, absolutely. I think they plump for greater experience uh, in, in, at the domestic level, of course, as well as the international level. But, you know, Vijay Shankar has that. I mean, he may not be playing for India currently, but he's had some wonderful knocks to his credit. He's a powerful striker with the ball. Uh, and as we saw, you know, it took a little while to get his momentum, the, the, the innings to gain momentum. But once it did, he did, he was hitting the ball really long distances. And, you know, I mean, it took, Bangalore were lucky to get him dismissed when he did. But the partnership that you mentioned, that was really the defining, you know, the defining aspect or the factor in Gujarat's win. While Bangalore had some decent partnerships, they didn't have such a huge partnership which Gujarat had. And that made a difference because apart from Kohli, there was not one other innings of really you know of great substance in, in in for bangalore while for gujarat you had you had gil and then you had vijay shankar contributing wonderfully well to that partnership now i have a couple of questions about team selection
0: firstly we won't be harsh on himanshu sharma he was thrown at the deep end but to pick an uncapped player in a game as crucial as this one did it make sense
1: I don't know what choice they had because they regular bowlers, say, for instance, the Shahbaz they had a very poor season, you know, and I thought they perhaps kind of thought, let's, you know, let's bung in a surprise. Not much has been seen of uh, Himanshu and let's see what he can do. And leg spinners have generally done well in this in this tournament so far. But, you know, at the end of the day, you have to give it to Gill and then to Vijay, Vijay Shankar that whoever came on to bowl was hammered. barring Mohammad Siraj. Almost everybody else was punished heavily. Now, of course, from Gujarat perspective,
0: Dasun Shanaka has not been doing much. I asked, do you think Dasun should retain his place in the playoffs or should someone like Alzari Joseph come in and strengthen the bowling unit?
1: I think they will look at how the pitches are and you know what how they read it and see if they, if they need an extra bowler or an extra batsman. Dasun Shanaka can also bowl a bit, as we know. Uh, but the slow stuff, not the quick stuff. So I think, and in Chennai, you might need an extra slow bowler. That's, that's, that could be the thinking and, you know, I mean, he got out for a blob. Uh, but he's also, as we know, internationally, he's been doing very fine things for, for his team, for, for Sri Lanka. He can bat really well and he can also, you know, he's a, he's a brilliant fielder, can also bowl a bit. So, I'm not sure they'll drop him in a hurry, at least not in Chennai. Now Ayas, you might hate
0: me for asking this question, but I'm going to do it anyway. We saw two centurions today.
1: Which century was the better one? Well, you know, as I said, it's not easy to upstage a Virat Kohli century. On but but I thought Shuman Gill did it. I mean, of the three centuries, Cameron Green hit a power-packed, very you know brutal, a brutal century against Hyderabad in on the One Day, which I was there at the ground and I watched that. And I thought, hey, you know, this is one wonderful century, the first by Cameron Green in the India T Twenty League, and it, it it might not be better. Uh, you know, at least today, if not till the playoffs and the final was over. But hey, Virat Kohli came and put up a century which was so well constructed that it was, it was the work of a maestro. And then you had Gill coming in playing this absolutely marvellous knock. And I thought there you could see a, a, a kind of a passing the baton happening so that, uh, you know, the next big thing in Indian batting or India, in the batting in Indian cricket is clearly going to be Gill. the kind of century that he's made and he also has made two centuries on the trot much like villard but in this in this match i would certainly say that he upstaged villard
0: so shubman gill wins that battle as we usually sign off the podcast by discussing about the next game but i'm going to take a detour here and i'm going to ask you about both matches first up gujarat versus chennai in that first game of course gujarat have been the most consistent team the defending champions but then again, the match will be played in Chennai's fortress, Chepok. Who holds the upper hand?
1: Ah, So that's that's the X factor there. Because at Chepok, uh, Chennai has usually been very, very strong. It's very difficult to beat them uh, in, in their home go- ground. It's like Fort Knox for them. But if one team, if there's any team which can do it, cause the upset, it is Gujarat. Because they've, as I said, they've got quality spinners. Rashid, Noor Nur Ahmed, uh, even Shanaka, if he turns his arm over, if he's playing. And then they've got a very powerful batting lineup. Uh, we haven't seen, we didn't see too many runs from uh, Saha, but we all know how destructive he can be. And Gill is in the form of his life. You've got batting which stretches right up to 7-8. Uh, you know, Tewatia, Hardik Pandya, who we didn't see today. So it's a very, very strong Gujarat lineup. And then don't forget, you know, the fast bowlers, mohammad Shami, and they've got Mohit Sharma, and so on. So it's a, if you ask me in terms of depth and balance uh, in the team, I think Gujarat still rates ahead of every other team.
0: Now, it is a shame that we won't see Kohli, Rinku Singh and Yashasvi Jaiswal in the playoffs. It is also a shame that we won't see Koholi versus Gambhi round 3 in the playoffs. <laughs> because in that second match, Lucknow will be playing against Mumbai. I ask Lucknow have had the better season, but Mumbai have the momentum. What do you reckon?
1: Oh, absolutely. And I think the crucial factor could be the half-century made by Rohit Sharma. I mean, apart from the wonderful century by Cameron Green, Surya Kumar Yadav being in, you know, marvellous, absolutely brilliant form, sizzling form. But Rohit getting a half-century, you know, he looked, he, he still didn't look in his best form towards the start, but then he got into his stride and he was stroking the ball as well as one has seen him. So... If, Vira, if Rohit is in this form and Surya Kumar Yadav and Cameron Green, you know, I think Lucknow will have their hands full about how to get rid of these guys. As I can tell you that my last Google search is
0: Beaches Near Me, because of course we are all going to enjoy an off day tomorrow and then we'll be back on Tuesday again for the next round of matches. As always, thank you so much
1: for your time. Thank you and we catch up after that.
0: That was today's episode of the T20 podcast with Ayaz Memon in association with Lloyd. Khayal Jo Ghar Ko This is a Quint original podcast, executive produced by Shali Walya and Ritu Kapoor. This episode was hosted by Shubhaditya Bose, produced and edited by Pratik Lidu and Anjali Paloor, and a special thanks to our guest Ayaz Memon. Stay tuned for our future episodes on your preferred podcast app. You were listening to the Quint's podcast.